0: Hi, everyone. I'm Lucas Mack, and welcome to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. Today, I can't even describe how excited I am to bring you this episode. This episode and the following episode are going to be a two part series of my conversation with Gordona Burnett. Gordana is one of Oprah's 100 super souls. She is an author, a speaker, a sage, a, a wisdom keeper, and someone that um, I've worked with over the past year and a half, almost two years, and has incredibly transformed my life, my way of thinking, and helped me heal from some of the darkest, darkest things I've gone through, and, In this, we're going to get started. I was talking to her before I said to her, hey, I'm going to hit record. I I was recording, and then we got in a conversation, and I forgot to let her know. So we just get right into this conversation. You'll hear us talking. And again, this is a two-part series with Gordana Burnett, one of Oprah's 100 Super Souls on planet Earth, and I'm excited to bring you this episode. Okay. Is it okay? It's okay? And then it was like... I need to be free, and I felt like just that clicking was just like mm. the last thing. And I know these words that people hear when we talk, just have our conversation. It's it's gonna click for people. They're gonna like, oh,
1: mm.
0: oh, that's that's right. That's true. That's freedom. And um, I told someone uh, on Friday. I said, you know how something? You know if something's true, if you can breathe deeper. If you can, yes it's not true if you can't breathe deeper. If, if it doesn't bring you more freedom, it's just not true. And these words are going to make people breathe deeper than they've ever breathed before. And those branches are going to mm-hmm.
1: open, open up. up. It's yes. so, good. It's so yeah. good. That's a beautiful analogy. Thank you for that. I, I'm going to use it because it's so true. If you can breathe in, you know it's true. You know something? Even if you make a mistake and you know that you made a mistake, but you're not willing to acknowledge it to yourself your ego screams and tries to fight it and then you just surrender to it and say okay i see it i made a mistake it allows you to breathe because if you know what you did you can change it and that gives you power and that makes it easier for you to understand that this is something i'm going through i'm not stuck Mm in it i'm going through this right so the breathing part is such a it's like a gps it will tell you yes you made the right turn right right. (laughs) every single time exactly that's why i think there's
0: no uh, confusion with truth because we can experience Mm -hmm. the uh, the freedom there's there's an there's a uplifting in truth in not a esoteric way but a very physical tangible can I breathe deeper Then it is true? But if it constricts, if it causes like that constriction, it's not true. It's Just not.
1: Yes, it is so beautiful because the body will always tell you what frequency you're in. Yes. A lot of people ask me all the time, how do I know what frequency I'm in? I'm like, is your body tense? Then it's a low <laughs> frequency. Yeah. Is your body at ease? The high frequency, it's very, very, very easy to sense it. But I think we become numb to it because we're always in tension. So it becomes our normal state of being. So when we laugh, we feel good, but it's only temporary. Hmm. The other things are the way we live, the tense way we live. So that's why we lose the connection to the GPS, the heart, opening up. We lose connection to it. But if you're really in the now moment and you ask yourself, how does my body feel? And if you can stretch out and breathe, you're in a good place, in a good frequency. If not, then it's a too low frequency for you. Hmm. And the too low frequency is just a sign. It is a sign that you are deviating from your normal state of being. That's all it is. So if you can't breathe, that means that... You are not in a normal state of being. Get back in your normal state of being. It's just a signal. It's not supposed, I mean, you're not supposed to go there and just plunge into it and and beat yourself up because you're tense. Right, right. (laughs) Just release, let go, just allow it to be. I have another thing um, when I know that things, if someone says something and it feels true, I have a tingling feeling in my mm, body. It yes. goes yeah. through me like electricity, or I get goosebumps. I, I get all <laughs> like- ele- electrical that's yes. how I feel, and that is a truth for me, a deeper truth, even a deeper truth. when I hear something that is really, really deeply rooted truth that's when my body goes like mmm, like that's, this' that's so <laughs> cool
0: that is yeah. so cool. I, when um we're talking about breathing deeper. We had a um, Lauren and I have a friend who is a naturopathic doctor and he talks about nutrition and hunger a lot. And I just thought about this because last week um, our oldest daughter said um, I'm hungry. And I'm like, Oh, are you hungry? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, what is hung- What is being hungry? And I'm like, that's a great question. <laughs> what is being hungry? And it reminded me of our friend who teaches that if, our body is a gas tank and there's the level of empty to full. Most people equate hunger with not being full Mm -hmm. and hunger as the range of all the way down to empty and full. And, and he said, really hunger is more towards empty than it is not feeling full. And we don't know we are, I guess what I'm equating that to is that breathing deep, People are so used to the constricted that it's almost kind of fear. There's a little bit of fear to overcome in that. Wait, what if I go down this path and I can breathe deeper? I want to stay in that constricted space sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's more comfortable.
1: Yes, yes. and
0: Even though it's discomfort, they choose the the discomfort.
1: Yes, it becomes a negative comfort zone instead. Mm. Because there are these things that we think that if it's a comfort zone, well, then it's not negative, but it is. It usually is a negative thing. But you're afraid of something that you haven't tried, even if it's good, but it's outside of your comfort zone. It's unknown to you, so you won't try it. You stay in what is known, even if it's pain. Mm. And it's crazy, but most of us do these things. I was thinking about this full and empty Um, I think that a lot of people do not see the difference between physical hunger. I mean, the hunger that you feel in your body and know that you need to eat and emotional hunger Mm. because emotional hunger can keep you by the fridge all the time and you will never feel full because it's not what you crave, but you think it is. Also, I was thinking about that full and empty. If you are always full in your stomach, how can you breathe in deeply? You can't, so it stops you from doing that. In a way, I think we are eating so much because we are afraid to deeply breathe in and allow that to be. I'm not afraid of not eating for several hours. I think that's good for you to actually not be eating all the time. I know that in our society they tell you that you need to have some snacks all the time. I don't think that is good for us. I think that our body needs to know when we're really hungry, I mean physically hungry, so that we can discern what is physical hunger and what is emotional hunger. Mm. Because otherwise you overeat and you don't know why you're doing it, but it's emotional hunger. You need something else. You need to breathe in. You need joy. You need love, care. Whatever it is that you're lacking, you will not get it through food. Mm. But yet the entire society thinks that, okay, if we just eat, we will feel comfort for that short amount of time. But it won't allow you to breathe. I remember when I was pregnant with my son, his feet were here and I couldn't breathe. I was breathing very shallow all the time. And it felt like I I kind of lost connection with my brain in a way. Mm. I didn't know who I was until he was born because I could breathe in, really breathe in. Mm. It is important to breathe. It is very important to breathe.
0: I'm reading this book called Get Off Your Acid, which is pretty, it's a good title, but it's all about the, the diet and acidic food versus alkaline uh, food. Mm-hmm. And he said our bodies should be, because our body, um, our bodies process acid, but if we're constantly feeding acid, we don't, our bodies are just out of balance and our Cause all sorts of health problems. Mm -hmm. But he said it should be an 80% alkaline diet, 20% acidic diet. But he said the most alkaline thing that you can do is breathe in oxygen. He said, oxygen breathing, and this is Wim Hof teaches this like alkaline in your body is just going and taking deep breaths and breathing deeply. And most, and that's like, it's so funny that the rest of the book's talking about food when he made just this brilliant statement about oxygen. And we should be breathing more deeply. And if we uh, that's why I think truth is so important. That's why I love your book. And it's going down the path of truth actually heals so many things physically, emotionally, spiritually,
1: mm-hmm.
0: mentally, and and that physical hunger that we have, I think is he said, it's usually a craving for the wrong things because our body it doesn't, it's it's worry to send in a sense to process that, which is not good. It's expecting that versus like being back in the right state and just being in an alkaline state. So it's fascinating to, to allowing the breath, allowing the body, allowing our sense of just being in the moment to not worry and not, and to expand in that.
1: That's, I think this is what <laughs> This is why I talk so much about knowing who you are. For me, that is essential. When you know who you are, you breathe deeply without even thinking about it, because that is your natural state of being. Everything that is different from that is not who you are. That is something that you picked up somewhere and allowed it to become part of your personality. Maybe you didn't know when it happened, but it just happened. But knowing who you are, the book is called Knowing Who You Are Changes Everything. It does literally change everything. If you do not know who you are, then per definition, every single action is an unconscious action. Hmm. Every single action is an unconscious action because you are not present. Hmm. And you know how they say that the kingdom... Is within you
0: yeah yes
1: and the emptiness we were talking about just a few minutes ago is about you not being home in your kingdom hmm and you don't know who you are then you're not at home in your kingdom which means that you will feel, feel empty you're just a vessel but you're not there you're not present in that vessel knowing who you are changes everything because you, be, you start inhabiting your kingdom within you. Hmm. You start being in that place. Yeah. And it's not about the differences between us. Knowing who you are is actually to understand the essence of who we all are.
0: Yeah, that's so good.
1: Understanding that you're the stillness exploring movement in this reality. And that's where the choice comes in. When you can choose what movement do you want to play around with? What is it that you want to explore in this reality? That's what differs us. Not the essence, not the stillness. We are all the stillness doing exactly the same thing, choosing what we want to explore. But I think that most of us do not get that we're actually choosing. We just think that we are here and we are doing but we are not choosing what we're doing right that's where the problem starts so i think that knowing that you are the stillness and understanding that everything is like the branching we were talking about the fractal branching you're always in that center being able to choose i usually describe the the Physical reality or the reality that we are creating here in my book. I describe it as a dark room and You as the light it's like being in a in a cave or something having a light in your forehead Where you turn your head that that's where the light will be and you will only see the things That there is light on Mm. So that's why when you turn your head, if you want to explore something else, you will explore that, but you have to be aware of that you're turning your head. So when you focus on other people's drama, you turn your attention, your light into that part of the dark room. And that becomes your reality too. And if you're not aware of that you're turning away from something that is you to something that isn't you, well, then you will be pushed into a reality with which you cannot feel any... Um, connection to, you're disconnected from it because you're not aware of that you chose to do this. You were just pulled into it. So just being aware of that you have a light here in your forehead and it is darkness and wherever you're pointing your head, that's where your reality will be. And it's easy to just shift. When you know who you are, you understand this and you can start playing around with shifting and looking for different things in your reality even going back in the past and doing all kinds of things to change your now moment. That is, there is so much power in knowing that you are the stillness choosing. And most people do not like to hear the word choosing because they say, I don't feel like I have the choice. Well, that is because you are not aware of the stillness within you. You do not understand your own power.
0: Right. One of my favorite books is Viktor Frankl's *Man's Search for Meaning*, and he here's a, here's a man who loses everyone he knows in the in the concentration camps. Everyone, his beloved wife, who even though when he finally found out she was dead, he kept the memory of her love alive in his mind while he's at Auschwitz. Everyone's dead, but he said in between stimulus and response there is a space and within that space resides our power to choose like no goosebumps
1: oh, goose that's bumps what i'm too. saying
0: it's so good <laughs> that that even yes because the default is saying well i didn't have a choice and in unconsciousness it to be i mean as a children we're not fully even our frontal cortex is not fully developed until we're 25 i mean there's there is a growth experiencing the becoming who we are. And yet even the wisdom of the child, I know for what happened to me, even that disassociating is a, it's a, it's a, it's in a weird way. It is a choice to not be there. It's like, Oh, something's happening to my body. I'm not going to be here right now. That, Mm -hmm. that might seem, I think for some, Maybe not a conscious choice, but I really believe that in the wisdom of children, that is a conscious decision to say, I'm leaving this this space. Mm-hmm. And now as adults, we can be in fully present and look back at that and then I think come to this conclusion like I, I did. Oh, that was wisdom that I had then not fully – I didn't have the power to sp- confront or to stop, but I did have the power to abdicate my – my body in that moment that's amazing yes.
1: yes it is because it's about being connected to higher consciousness mm. to your own higher consciousness and i ch- i think the children are yes and then when when we start growing up we f- we forget that connection yes. we start being more in our head less in our heart because when you're in a bu- in an abusive family like you and yes. i were yes. well then you have to you have to find a way to survive and survival and the fear it does come from your heart it doesn't come from your mind you're not strategizing about this you just know that you need to find a way now in this now moment to survive yes. how do you do that well you know that your soul you mm-hmm. your higher self knows your soul cannot be touched by anything in this reality right. so you abandon the body in a way and stay out of it until danger is over. That can take years, but mm-hmm. you stay out of it. You're not fully present in your body. And then you ask yourself, why did this happen to me? Why did I have to go through all this? Because maybe when you are grown up like I or you, yes. you need to find a way to connect back because maybe you have a mission in this world where you help others to do the same. Right. Right. So there's always a meaning. There's always a reason. It's not fair. It's not nice. It's even horrible at times. But when you look back at it, you will find the reason for it. And it always, it, it's beneficial when you look back at it. You can always find it. And you know that. I know that you know yes. it, and yes. so do I, because I've gone back to my memories and looked at them. From a grown-up's perspective, I've even comforted myself as a child in those memories. I hold myself in my arms and I say, everything is going to be fine. I am here for you mm-hmm. because I'm in a better place now. And I can help that child me so right. that I can heal in the now moment and and have a trajectory in my future that is different from if I would have stayed in a victim state. Yes, And all of this is all packed in this now moment. We can do this in the now moment. And do you know why it's in the now moment? Because that is the only thing that really exists, the now moment. Everything else is in our mind. Hmm. I mean, our memories, they are not there until you say, I want to think about this. Yes. And the future, well, it's in your imagination. You can have it as a daydream and that's your future. But it's, it's never here. It's now is all that is. And that is where you change. It's like alchemy in your body when you go back in a memory. And yes. You look at it and you find the gold in it and bring it into the now moment, you are rich in that now moment after that. And the future becomes rich too. Right. So all the things that, that we feel are, you know, gravitational pull from our memories, it's only energetic bonds that needs to be looked at from the now moment so that you can dissolve them. It's and easy. Then,
0: yeah. Geez. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry, I was just and going no, back fine. to that this is where quantum time is so fascinating and this is the quantum physics because, or one of the reasons, not just because, but to go back into those memories and look at it differently and speak to it differently and heal those areas that need healing changes our present. It actually changed the trajectory of time to our present moment. So then we actually have changed as if we never experienced it the way we had prior to going back and looking at it, which then changes our future. And like Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, you know, focusing on the future state and the science behind things actually coming, you know, manifesting reality. But there's a science behind that because our mind, once we see it, our mind works to make that a reality. But I think most people without going back and healing what was keep this daydream but they fall short because, even though that is a vision of what they wish, they're tethered to something that keeps them anchored. So the trajectory is way lower, mm. and so it's not just looking into the future. And like, you're, it's going back and un. I look at everything as every fear has a certain length of chain attached to it, and so we think we're free humanity thinks they're free because they're moving along they're They're doing fine, but they don't know when that chain hits its final state and then they can't go any further. So going back and looking at all those places that were fearful or scary or hurtful and looking at them. And then, like you said, telling that younger child, you're loved. I love you. I'm here now as if I was, th- I mean, it's so wild. And then coming back and me like, wow, that is that is love that is truth and now i can go forth and take that experience of healing what was now and that which is so i can be a greater that will be you know it's
1: really wild to me it it is about collapsing time Hmm. going back and collapsing that time by holding that child and telling the child, for me it was my four-year-old self or my five-year-old self or my, the teenager, telling her that everything is going to be fine. Don't worry in the now moment. Everything is going to be fine because look at me. I am here with you now and I'm okay and you are me. Mm. You and I are one and the same. That is when the collapse of time happens when you can identify with that child and see the child as whole not as broken because when you go back and you are attached to a feeling of a bad moment in your past then that feeling it's in your body so it becomes it it drives you you're not connected to your your highest self you're not connected to the indestructible part of you You're connected to the broken part of you. And you will only see that because that is the frequency. When you disconnect from the feeling and you go back and you look at the child and you feel total, utter love for that child, you just feel the love for it because you know that it's going to be okay. There's no fear in it. Right. Doesn't matter what has happened. I know that horrible things happen to people. I've been through horrible things and so have you. So we speak from experience here. but. Having the courage to go back there, not allowing the victim within you to scream so loud that you cannot hear the child speaking. Mm. Lowering the noise from everything else, being connected to your higher self, and being knowing who you are when you go back there, you can heal that child. And when you do that, time collapses and you become one with that child. Mm. And it is healed in that moment. So there is no... No resentment, no bitterness, no negative feelings. That's right. how you release that energetic bond to the past. Right. And when that happens, you, you are free. It's like a blank state. You can do anything you want in your future because you do not have the the weight, the gravitational pull of a bad memory or bad memories or a bad childhood or whatever it is. Right. I've seen so many people do this without knowing that they're doing it, releasing that by em- embracing the child within them. Mm-hmm. And it's easier when you have your own child because yes. you are reminded of what it is to be a child. Yes. When when you come from an abusive um, abusive childhood. I feel like, or at least that was how it was for me. I had to grow up very fast. I wasn't able to be a child for as long as I wanted. Right. Now I'm privileged in my relationship here because I can be a child if I wish to. <laughs> it's okay. My husband is okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I can be as childish as I wish, which is healing in itself yes. to be able to do that, yes. to kind of catch up with my childhood because I was, I was forced to grow up fast. And I know that you had the same thing. Yes. You had yes. to grow up fast. You right. know what I mean when yes. I say that. Oh yeah. So it robs you of your childhood, and just you shut can something go off. back. Something yes. else
0: just turned off. The, the switch, it's like, yeah, I, sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt, but I know what you're saying, it's just, it got turned off and it never got turned back on until you go
1: back. Yes, exactly. So when you go back and you see that it is okay, I've done this even further. I, when I look at my or when I look at my own childhood, from that higher state of being, you know, the indestructible part of me. I can even forgive my father Mm -hmm. when I look at him. I can even feel sorrow when I, I feel sorry because it's a wasted life. It's a a nightmare. He chose to dream a nightmare here. And Mm -hmm. we always have the choice. We either dream a beautiful dream or we have a nightmare because we're all dreaming this reality. We're co-creating it through dreams Yes, and if we can choose it. We want it to be a, day, a daydream or a nightmare. Hmm. And he always chose the nightmare. And I think that he didn't choose it because he was mean. I think he chose it because he didn't know how to do better. Hmm. Because when you know better, you do better every single time. So I can't keep him hostage in that state. Because then I become the perpetrator there. So I need to release mm, that's him from good. it.
0: That's so good.
1: Yeah, I need to release him from it, even though it took years to do so. The anger and bitterness and all that, it comes from your ego. So every time I felt it, I spoke through my ego, which gives me pain, mm. soul pain. So, until I realized that I need to go back there and look at it from my highest self and see him for what he is. And my husband helped me actually with this. He said, What if he came to this earth and you had an agreement that he was going to be the way he was because you needed this in order to be who you are today? So, he actually sacrificed something of his soul to do so. And then he forgot who he was here and it became really horrible for him mm. and that helped me to see it from a more loving perspective which is hard for me to say loving because yes. he wasn't a nice person you know what yes. i'm saying when i say this yes. but when you when you can do that it really releases the energetic um, stickiness mm. in in this
0: you um You shared that with me. Just so everyone knows, I have not brought this up. Gordana has been mentoring me, a friend to me, um, teaching me, guiding me for, I don't know how long it's been, a year and a half or so, or at
1: least. Yeah, a year and a half or two years.
0: And I've experienced more change, healing transformation um depth of knowing just from just from our time and talking to each other and Mm -hmm. and the conversations that when we talk and just i want really want everyone to hear you when you and i talk or even your words right now they stay with me for i i think they stay with me forever but they i know tangibly they stay with me throughout the weeks ahead. And when I'm walking, or I'm thinking, I'm thinking about what you're saying and specifically that soul negotiation or that agreement, the soul agreement, when you first brought that up to me, that is, that is such a beautiful way to look at it. And it doesn't, alleviate the pain but what it does is create purpose in that pain i think the highest purpose in the pain is to say okay somewhere before i entered this body somewhere before my conscious awakening from the womb there was a purpose for all this path and um for for people good and bad for negative and and positive and um and it's all positive in a way even the is. positive, is. you know, it is in the
1: end it's, it, yeah yeah
0: it's like um you know we're a jewish family and um you know we talked about 6 million jews die in the holocaust but it was mm-hmm. the only time globally in in human history where the world um had compassion on the jewish people which in a brief moment of time allowed the jewish state to be created if you know it's weird things that happen because you know, horrible things bring good things, and um, if if we yeah. let it, if we see it that way, if we choose Ex- to.
1: exactly, and this is this is this has been a thing for me for a long, long time to realize that everything has a brighter and a darker side. Mm. I'm not saying a bright and a dark; I'm saying a brighter and a darker side. Mm. So everything that comes to you that seems like a shadow or something dark it is your job to look for the brightest part in that. Even if it's just a small gray area, focus on that. Mm. And it will give you more light. Mm. So it's not about being overly positive. It's not about lying to yourself. It's not about saying there are no problems or everything is fine when it isn't fine. I mean, no affirmation will ever work for you if you don't believe it. So you need to find the brightest Part something that feels good, something that allows you to breathe deeply Yes, and then focus on that. And it's not always good things. Sometimes you need to focus on something that is less bad than right. the rest. So it has to be, it's all about looking for the brightest side in everything that comes to you and looking at the Holocaust the way you did, yeah. that is to look at a brighter side of something really, really, really dark. Right. Very. Yes. You, and if you don't do this, otherwise you plunge into fear and darkness, and yes. that's not a good place to be for a long time.
0: Right. You um. You wrote in the book, and and uh, we'll talk about the book later, and I'll you know we'll put the links and everything, all your links and all your information. But um, I think this is a really good. This one stood out to me. I wanted to talk about is um, thoughts matter. Your thoughts matter more than matter because they create matter. And it's, mm-hmm. it's that seeing the brighter side versus the darker side. It, it, how we see is crucial to what we want to experience. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, if we see only pain, then that unfortunately or fortunately, I mean, I guess it's fortunate in that what we choose to see does become a reality and unfortunately, most people don't understand the choice that they have in seeing, so that they all, when they see the pain, they stay in that pain, they create more pain, mm-hmm. they... Um,
1: it's about the victim. Um, we all, I mean, since we are the stillness or the, the immense light incorporated in this body, literally in this physical body, that means that we cannot show that light We need something that's like a filter because no one can take that much light. So you need a filter and we're always communicating through filters. I have a filter where I'm a mother. I have a filter where I'm a wife. I have a Mm -hmm. filter where I'm a writer, speaker. All these things are like masks Mm -hmm. that I use. They are tools for me to communicate with people so that I can come close to them, close enough to feel their hearts. Then there are negative masks, which we also use. And those come from the ego, the ego that wants to protect itself, the ego that wants to separate from others to keep you intact in this world. Because the ego doesn't know that it's okay to be one with everyone. The ego wants to protect you from everyone because it feels like that's it. it. It's the boundaries around it. So the victim, for instance, is a mask. Mm. which we use and w- i love to talk about the victim because it is the most mm, etheric thing it mm. you never you never know when it comes over you because it comes as a relief mm. it comes as if you're lonely the victim comes to you and it says oh, nobody loves you but okay. i love you come and sit with me here. Let's sit by the fire. Let's cry a bit together. Mm. And it lures you into this self-pitying frequency where it is a relief to start with. But when you stay there for too long, it turns into bitterness. It turns into separation. It turns into depression. It turns it into very bad states of being which are not beneficial for you. They will drain you of energy and you will sit there and not know how you got there, Mm. especially when you come from an abused family or have been abused in one way or the other, bullying or whatever it is you have in your background. The victim becomes your companion. And since you're so lonely, you don't want to be all alone. You pick the victim to be your companion. So you sit with the victim and it becomes your permanent mask. Hmm. You don't know how to take that mask off because it is the only reassuring thing you have in your reality. So you stay there and it's never good for you because it will not allow you to breathe in. Right. It will not allow you to breathe in everything and staying in that state will rob you of your life, your true purpose in this reality. Yes. That's why I I think think that is also
0: a thief. It, it yes
1: it yes steals. yes yes it steals so much from you so yeah. being freeing yourself from that not knowing seeing that you are in victimhood you are not the victim you yeah. are using that as a mode of communication in this world right seeing that you you are not the victim it is there i usually <laughs> talk to my victim like this i will go when i feel the victim coming crawling to me i see it and i say just a moment wait a little bit i need to do this first i'll come back to you later on we'll speak okay. late but not now just sit there and wait for me i see you i acknowledge you it's okay i'll come back and hear you just not right now if i need to do something and i feel like i'm overwhelmed and oh why is this happening to me i need to get out of that state do what i need to do go back and ask the victim what was it that you wanted me to hear i'm listening to you and i will give you what you want just tell me usually my victim says you never take care of me and then i know that okay i need to take care of myself yes so the victim is not a bad thing it's just that you 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 cannot allow it to drive your life because it's like having an insane person driving a car and you sitting there and just watching. You wouldn't do that. That's what happens when you allow the victim to take the wheel and drive you.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this is touching your soul. I hope this is rattling the chains that have had you shackled for so long and you feel the ability to breathe more deeply and become more free. Truth makes us free. Love brings forth truth. It's time that we stop looking at the external material world for answers and solutions and yet go in, but rather go inside of us and look, where are we not free? Where is light not entered? Where are the rooms shut tightly either because we've forgotten or we intentionally shut them, but it's time we go inside. It's time we heal. It's time we heal my brother and sister. I want you healed. I want you free. I want you to know love like you've only dreamt of knowing love and love wants to know you and set you free. So I hope you enjoyed this as always. Download, subscribe to this podcast, share this podcast, and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can follow Gordana on Twitter. She has incredible wisdom that she shares daily on there. And if you are a guy or you know a guy who is looking to go deeper or to break free or just need someone to be a witness to what they've gone through in their lives, have them reach out to me. I host men's retreats. We have some spaces left. You can go to lucasmack.com slash retreats for more information on that. The next dates are posted or just have them reach out to me. I do coaching with men and women, but specifically my heart is geared towards men because I believe men are the origin of pain. And when men heal, I believe society will heal. So thank you so much for tuning in. Again, this is Lucas Mack and I look forward to speaking with you next week.